Texture Teaching by author Lorena Germán is a must-read book. This secondary professional learning guide will help you implement social justice work while building literacy skills. Add layers of texture into the English curriculum inclusive of diversity. Create a framework for teaching and learning centered in love. In our fight for positive social transformation, we nurture and sustain students' hearts through the tool of books. Learn more and purchase Texture Teaching at Heinemann.com. Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. Education is taking place whenever and wherever we are willing to learn. I am your host, Roberto Germán, and our classroom is officially in session. Today's episode is Using Bilingual Books to Teach Self-Love and Diversity with Marissa Taylor. Marissa lives in London, UK. Her first book, Happy Within, has been translated into 15 different languages. These bilingual books are meant to serve as diverse resources to help encourage children to learn a second language while celebrating multiculturalism. Marissa is passionate about learning and teaching languages as a key element to connecting with people from other cultures. Hi. Hello, hello. How hello. are you? Welcome. Doing well. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Over here, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. And where you're at, uh, I know you mentioned there was a time change. So 8.30 p.m. your time, right? Yeah, it's 8.30. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't realize that the time changed until I woke up and I was like, ah. <laughs> no worries. It's all good. So, hey, folks, whether you're joining us here uh, on the East Coast in the United States or anywhere in the United States, or whether you're joining us from the U.K. or somewhere else, Welcome to our classroom. So glad to have you here. Marissa, thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, looking forward to listening to you and learning from you. And in, on this platform, our classroom, we talk a lot about books. And I talk to a lot of authors. I talk to a lot of educators. Uh, don't know if you're in the classroom or not, but know that you're, uh, you have a passion for teaching and particularly teaching languages. And so I can appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Let's go ahead and jump right in then. So you wrote Happy Within, and based on your bio, based on a little bit that I've researched and, and read about you, it seems that this book comes from a personal place. So eager to hear you talk about the personal experiences that inspired you to write happy within. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I actually have like quite a few reasons as to why I wrote the book. Um, I think, I don't know if anyone knows me, but I have another page that's like travel related page. And I used to do a lot of tips on, on traveling and, um, and then traveling with babies. And then when I was pregnant um, with our first daughter, so we have two daughters um, and we are, you know, um, well, an interracial couple and, and my husband said you know when I was pregnant he was like you know your daughter is going to go through things that you know you didn't go through and 
you have to be able to you have to be able to prepare and 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 know how to to parent you know um a mixed child and so i just started you know researching online and and how to raise um mixed race kids and what i need to do and one big thing was confidence so building their self-confidence and then um everybody loves to feel affirmed yeah yeah exactly and that was like a big thing and then i just you know i was uh you know with mother page i was i was posting and i just felt like oh just posting captions and pictures like i kind of want to do more something that you know kids can just read over and over and over again rather than just like a five second oh that's a good caption and you know and i was just okay let me write a book and then i just started writing and you know as um and then you know reading kids books i just realized a lot of books like don't really have like a a message like an important life lesson message in there and so i just thought you know teach about self-love i didn't know until i was like 30 that you know the important like to be happy you have to love yourself and so i thought let's try to write something that you know we can teach the kids early on that you know happiness starts with loving yourself and and so that was kind of like how i started writing happy within and then you know in the process then i became a mom and then i realized because we're a bilingual family that there are no resources like hardly anything bilingual books you know it's a lot of english books and a lot of parents have to read it and translate in their head you know when they're reading the english and so to help me and my husband raise our kids bilingual i thought if i write you know have that book in english so he can read it and i can read in german that would help help them so that's how i kind of got into the <laughs> like how I made like in English and then, you know, additional languages just to help families, you know, bilingual families. That's awesome. And what I love about that is that you saw there was a gap. You saw there was a problem. You, you took it upon yourself to take some steps to create resources first and foremost for your family, for your kids, but then to, to make it available to others. And, and you mentioned a couple of things that piqued my curiosity. One of them was that when you were looking at children's books that, you found they didn't have meaningful messages. Uh, so, so what are a lot of the messages that you tend to come across, or maybe at that time came across in children's books that made you think, you know what? No, I, I have to write something with meaning here. Yeah, well, I know when you know, kids when the kids start reading, it's like a lot of phonics, but it's like bed, head, bread. You know, <laughs> you read a lot of that stuff, and you're like, oh. <laughs> okay you know and when the kids get older i tend to look for a lot of books that have like teach a lesson like how to deal with temper and you know um you know just like like parenting you know lessons i i tend to look for books that are like that and i kind of thought i i personally couldn't find anything that was that was teaching about self-love really mm -hmm. um thought you know i would i would make that um and you know it's never too too, it's never too uh, early to start talking about that or or race um, because kids know kids know when they're like my daughter was three and she was like mom why are you like the only white person in the family you know like they know that so it's you know it's important that we talk about that right away it's it's great that you say that and you probably just offended somebody by saying that um oh it's never too early to talk yes it's too early to talk about race I, and i don't know how it is where you're at over there in the UK and in London and over here in the United States and, and, and I'm in the state of Florida, we, we have a lot of interesting things happening. Uh, amongst them, this pushback to not talk about things such as race. Yeah. I mean, I think 
I, I see that, you know, across the globe, like people say, like, if I tell them about something, they're like, what, really, it happened? So, you know, like you, you hear that everywhere. But, um, you know, I obviously firsthand recognize, you know, when my daughter asks questions and I'm not black and, you know, you're like, how do you answer that kind of stuff? Yes, you are. You're a beautiful mix of both parents, you know, but they know, they see, like they see what's happening. And, and so it's just important rather than like pushing it to the side to just talk about it. Like you're, you know, you're who you are and you're beautiful just the way you are. And your friend is beautiful and you're all, you know, special. And so that's why I wanted to incorporate that as well. Like to know that my daughter knows that all the kids are special. That's great. And and it's important for us to not dismiss what it is the kids see, what it is they understand, what it is that they're curious about. So I'm glad to hear that you're doing that as a parent for your children and also doing it as an author. Um, now, you're a well-traveled person. You lived in Spain. Uh, you're, I think you lived in Canada also, right? Yeah. Currently in the UK, so you know you've been to a lot of places. So, I've lived in the United States. I've been to other places, but I, I've lived most of my life, all of my life, really, in the United States. So, I'm curious to hear from you, based on your experience living in other countries. Uh, how do you see other countries responding to concepts of bilingualism and diversity? Yeah. Well, when I so I think. I got more enticed and I always grew up bilingual. So my dad's German, my mom's Canadian. And when I was, I was born in Canada. When I was four, I moved to Germany. So I grew up in Germany, German school, spoke English at home. So that was normal. But when I went to Spain, I realized like, there's so many people that speak languages. Like, well, I was actually like, I only spoke two and everyone I knew at work spoke like three, four, five. And so that kind of like inspired me like, wow, I need to get with it. Um, and, and, you know, learn more. And, and apparently, like in this process, like when I came out the book, because I, I knew there was like a lack of, you know, books, but apparently only 3% of books are bilingual and 43, really? yeah, and 43% of the world is bilingual. So, you know, it's 43% in the whole world is bilingual. And there's like hardly anything for them. Like a lot of times, like you talk to parents and they're like, they say, oh, I buy the English books and then I have to translate in my head, you know, when I read into my, you know, language and so yeah that's so so there is you know there are a lot of people that speak a lot of languages especially like when belgians like they all speak like english and french and flemish and all that kind of stuff so yeah and then in terms of diversity i think a lot of people talk about us and because the media has this eye on us and how they need to be better and you know racism and all this kind of stuff and like since i've come up with the books i realized like how bad the books like the the resources are for europe like even in other countries like way worse than north america like north america really? UK, yeah like north america and uk there is way more diverse resources than in germany or in spain or italy like it's non-existent like that was why i wanted as well to have mine in german because i could never find books like i found one book or two books with kids of color like in german and everything else is uh, white or animals and and so it's it's really bad actually in those countries so they could do a lot better when mm -hmm. it comes to you know you know encouragement to those watching and listening you know if you speak those languages you know those there is a need for that no that, that's great to know and, and for me as an american it's it's also good to uh, good to hear in the sense of like good to understand 
different perspectives and what's happening in other countries and how does it compare to, to what's happening in the United States. And then that, that data point that you just shared of 43% of the world uh, being bilingual and, and only 3% books that, that are written um, bilingually, that's, wow, that, that's an eye opener. And, and even for me, it's inspiring and challenging me as an author to consider what it is I'm working on and how I can make it even more accessible. Yeah, definitely. Too. <laughs> yeah, so why don't you, and this, this question is coming to me right now as I'm thinking about what you're doing, your books, the, the 15 plus languages that your, your books are available in. Um, maybe you could share with, with us, with the audience, your process, you know, how, how'd you go about making it so accessible? Yeah, I think so. Um, I kind of started with, um, so, you know, the languages that I know, so I did English. Um, I wanted to purely do, you know, bilingual. And my husband was like, no, you should do English as well. So I did that, but I, I speak German. So I definitely, I did, I already translated that myself and then Spanish and Portuguese. So those were done. And then I just got, you know, native friends, like friends of mine to like review my translation. Um, and then the other languages, as I've, uh, as I've published, like when I started this account, people had written to me and they're like, oh, can you do it in, you know, uh, Norwegian, you know, and then can you do it in, can you do it in Catalan? Like I had a request, can you do it in Portuguese, um, not Portuguese, but yeah, actually not Portuguese for European Portuguese, cause I had it in Brazilian. Um, but I had requests. And so basically I've been just taking a list of the requests and, and, you know, if I have, you know, a, a higher demand, I would then go for that language just based on, you know, outweighing the cost and doing another, another one. But I've already made like the, I've already had everything, uh, the book made. And so, and the text and everything. So it's kind of just replacing the one language text with another. So it's just, you know, graphic design to help to like change the text. Um, going to Chinese and Arabic is a lot more difficult and more expensive, but um, you know, like when, if there's a need, if I have people ask me, like I'm more than happy to like, you know, look into it. And I, I do tell people like, I'll take note of your language and then I'll look into doing it. And um, people also ask, can you combine, you know, like French and Spanish? And so I've done that as well. So I do that as well. If I already have it, why not? So it's just, yeah, so. Awesome. And, and where are some of the countries where you're seeing the most interest? Actually in the U.S. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a lot of it is um, the Spanish, the U.S., uh, the Spanish bilingual book. Um, okay. And then, uh, you know. So just, Spanish in the U.S.? Yeah, Spanish in the U.S. Because um, right now I've only, I've self-published on Amazon. So I'm only using Amazon so far. But I do have, I do work with small businesses who approach me and say, we would like to carry and distribute your books on our store and, and so on. So I do work with them and give discounts and so on. But so far, cause I work full time. So I do this in the evening. And then, so it's, it's it, Amazon was actually a good platform. A lot of people knock Amazon, but it's actually been not bad for me because it's a print per order basis. So when someone orders, like there's not outgo ongoing costs of so someone orders, they order a book and it's read, it just printed when it's ordered. So it's, it's kind of convenient. And then it has access to, you know, like the Spain and the Japan and Australia and, you know, I don't have to go to the post office. So it's quite good access to. Yeah, we've, we use Amazon also as one of our options. Uh, 
you know, we've worked with a local print company, but we also, we do this hybrid approach where we also use yeah. Amazon and it's, it's worked out well for us also, um, along with, you know, the publishing company for, for Lorena's uh, other book, her second book. Uh, now for, for my monolingual families and particularly monolingual families that do not necessarily live in a racially, ethnically, linguistically diverse community. Uh, what are some steps that they can implement to learn a new language and connect with people from other cultures? Yeah. Okay, so let's have a think. Let's break. Um, so I think in terms of monolingual families and learning another language, I think it's possible to learn another language without living in that country. It's, it takes a lot of persistence. So whether it's like you're teaching your kids and you have to make sure, you know, like you kind of immerse yourself as if you were living there. Um, for example, so like when I moved to London, I learned Portuguese, but I pretty much made sure that I only did everything like that was Portuguese. So, you know, if I write to my friends that are Brazilian and text with them, or I'd read books and I'd watch movies and you kind of pretty much do everything as if you're living there, or I'd make sure that I'd hang out with more friends um, that speak the language um, just so that I'm, you know, fully have to like communicate with them. So like movies, listening, music, that helps a lot. Like it helped me so much just to print out music. So even, you know, whether you're an adult, you can still learn a language. It, you know, you don't have to be it, they say like when you're a kid, you can learn it, but you can learn it when you're older as well. It's all about, you know, immersing yourself in whatever form you can, like music, reading, um, surrounding yourself with, with, with people that speak the language. Um, in terms of families, yeah, it's important that you, you know, you do a combination of things. And uh, when you're teaching kids, just combine, you know, like the music and the books and the toys. And there are various different resources out there. You just have to kind of, kind of look for it. But um, it is possible um, to do that. But it also is, I think it's a bit tiring because you're like, you know, you have to, you have to as well, like, stay on top of it and make sure that you follow through. And, um, but if you do not only speak the one language, like there is opportunity to do online courses, like I know pages like Bilinguitos and so they do like, or Billy Kids Day, they, uh, they do like courses and, and in Spanish, and you know, provide a lot of tips and you could, if just a combination of things, it's still possible, but you have to kind of stick to it. But after a while, like a few months, it, it, um, it said works. Now those pages that you mentioned, are those Instagram pages? Yeah. So, um, there are quite a few pages, like they, they do courses, online courses, you know, with the uh, pandemic. And so, um, Bilinguitos, they do like Spanish programs and stuff. And then um, another friend of mine that I met through Instagram, Billy Kids, she does like consulting for multi for monolingual and bilingual families on like what kind of resources and and what kind of methods could be used. So there's a lot of stuff out there. And I think in terms of like the connecting with cultures and diversity, like that is a bit. Um, I mean, I hear people say, "Oh, where I live, it's not very diverse," but I think the question is like, have you actually looked, you know, I think a lot of families as well, they say that, but they haven't actually looked at their surroundings and, you know, 
maybe looked at the schools. Okay, if they went to school, they just picked the first school, but did they actually check like in the back of their mind, like, is this a diverse school? And I think there's a way like you can also change your mentality and things um, to make sure that your kids are surrounded by other kids from other cultures. So I think that all also has to do like there has to be some, you know, you have to consciously know, like, uh, think about these things. So I think those those families where they, where they say it's not diverse, there there are some things that they can do and maybe open their eyes. <laughs> so shifting mindsets and mindset, yeah, and then taking some action steps. And I think about just getting in the vehicle and you know driving somewhere where you are going to find a, a more diverse population, right? Maybe the town that you live in that's not the case, but you know, maybe the next town or um, maybe further away. Because part of what I'm hearing you say is that it, it takes a commitment. You got to yeah. be intentional. Yeah, about exactly. Your willingness to learn another language and to, to learn another culture and to essentially be able to connect with other people. Yeah, and then exactly, like, if you want to learn about another culture, like, look up, you know, look up movies or, you know, on Netflix, there's so many like international movies and other languages. You can read up about it and look those up. But yeah, or even like if you're in the workplace, like have a think. Like, wait a second. Like, okay, um, there are only two people of color. Say something. You know, say something to HR and like make a change. And then once you do that, then the things will change. So, Marissa, what's a message of encouragement that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, I think a good one and kind of one of my favorite quotes is dedication has no limitation. So right. if you, you know, have something that you're interested in, like whether it's a language or the topic, like, you know, if you dedicate yourself to it fully that, you know, you can see those results. Mm-hmm. Well, Marissa, thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing with us about Happy Within. Hey, folks, those of you who are with us right now, take some time to check out Marissa's work. Thank you so much. To support her book, Happy Within. We want to support uh, bilingualism, multiculturalism. Uh, We want kids to be able to not just learn and reinforce their own language, but to be willing to stumble in the process of learning another language. It's okay, right? It's okay for us to mess up. It's okay for us to make some mistakes. That's fun. <laughs> we have to we have to be willing to try things on, right? And so let's let's encourage uh, not just young folks, right? Because I, I think the message here and I, I know your book was is directed towards children, but I think the message applies even to us as adults that we should be willing to disrupt our comfort uh, by trying on another language, by trying to learn another culture, by connecting with people who are not necessarily like us. Exactly. Well said. <laughs> I'm just playing with your message, Marissa. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving that information to the people because it's the message that you're pushing through your book, Happy Within. And so Uh, We want to support people who are doing good work and people who are uh, pushing us towards being more connected uh, and not divided. There's there's enough divisiveness in our world. 
Uh, we want to be able to encourage connection, love, growth, understanding, uh, and we want to be able to broaden our horizons. And so love what you're doing. We support what you're doing. We appreciate you. And uh, hopefully we will connect once again. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me and looking forward to the resources that you're going to come up with as well. And um, please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or, you know, we'll work through, you know, work on this together. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Watching as well. They can feel free to message me if they have questions about, you know, the process. Yes. And what is the best place for folks to follow you? Uh, whether it's on, Instagram or other platforms where you're really active, uh, where would you like people to follow you? Yeah, so I'm more on Instagram right now. I need to okay. branch out, but uh, my handle is at Lingo Babies. So yeah, that's where you could reach out so and folks, send me a Follow, go ahead and follow Marissa at Lingo Babies. Also her book, Happy Within, is available for purchase via Amazon. Uh, again, 15 different languages. So check it out. Check it out today. Support Marissa and the work she's doing. Uh, and whether you buy it for yourself or you gift it to somebody else, we want to support people who are doing good work. Thank you. Thank you. As always, your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated. Be sure to subscribe, rate the show, and write a review. Finally, for resources to help you understand the intersection of race, bias, education, and society, go to multiculturalclassroom.com. Peace and love from your host, Roberto Hermans.